Utah down Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Lakers are the world champions. And some Ducks minor leaguers are going to play in 2020. We'll explain on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going out there? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. The day after the Los Angeles Lakers won the 2020 NBA Championship. So congrats to the Lakers and congrats to our colleagues over at Locked On Lakers. They have got to be ecstatic over the moon that the Lakers won their 17th NBA championship. I know a lot of SoCal fans are big Laker fans as well. And I know half of you guys that are listening are going to be super excited. I know some of you are not in California. But for those of you that are Laker fans, how do you feel? How do you feel after... LeBron and AD and yeah, JR, even J.R. Smith helped lead the Lakers to the promised land, raising a 17th, wow, 17 championships. That ties the Boston Celtics for the most championships. Wow, what a way to go. So that's my intro for today. Congrats once again to the Lakers. You can tell I'm pretty happy about this, being a lifelong Laker fan myself. But welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. And follow me personally on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. I'm still ecstatic. I was going to record last night, but I was just glued to the TV watching the Laker game. Watching LeBron win another Finals MVP. He is now raising his profile as to becoming one of the greatest of all time. I don't think he's the GOAT, but I think he is right up there in the top five for sure. Now, I would say even as high as number two, greatest of all time. But that's another argument for another day, and this can go on for minutes. It can go on for hours. I'm not going to go there because there actually is a bit of Ducks-related news, and this is very important news that came out late last week, and I do want to get to this. The only reason I didn't talk about the ECHL yet is because there was other stuff going on, like the draft, like free agency, which is very important. Oh, by the way, we have a special guest today. I should have mentioned that at the start. We have a guest today who is going to tell us about one of the Ducks' newest faces for next season. But first, let's talk about the fact that some Ducks prospects are going to be playing in 2020. Well, what the heck? Why? What's going on? The ECHL, the formerly named East Coast Hockey League, in conjunction with the Professional Hockey Players Association, announced that the season will commence on December 11th, 2020, under a split season format. So 13 teams are going to begin a 72-game season on December 11th. Here are the 13 teams. It was 12, and now it's 13. These are the ones that are going to start on December 11th. Allen. So we got the Allen Americans. We have Florida. Greenville. Indy. Okay. Jacksonville. Kansas City. Orlando. Rapid City. South Carolina. Tulsa. Utah. Wheeling. And Wichita. So once again, Allen, Florida, Greenville, Indy, Jacksonville, Casey, Orlando, Rapid City, South Carolina, Tulsa, Utah, Wheeling, and Wichita. Hmm. What do all those teams have in common? I'm not going to go political here. 
I'm just going to simply point out that these are all teams in a specific area where they can allow fans, which is the ultimate reason why they're going to have games. They want to have games as long as they can have fans because the ECHL is a league that relies very, very heavily on fans. They don't have the television revenue that the NHL does. They don't even have some of the other sponsor revenues that the American Hockey League does. So when you go to the ECHL, which is kind of independent, they rely heavily on having fans there. And one bit of information that I did find out is those two Florida teams, they are indeed going to have fans at the arena. Not quite at full. Well, one of them might have full capacity. I It boggles my mind, I know. Uh, one other bit of news. The Atlanta Gladiators, they've elected a voluntary suspension for the season due to COVID restrictions. So they'll return in 21-22. All the Atlanta players are immediately free agents for this season. That's going to be interesting to watch. So look at the teams that are, that are in it. The Allen Americans. They're in Allen, Texas. Florida Everblades. They're in Florida, obviously. Greenville Swamp Rabbits. They're in South Carolina. The Indy Fuel. They're in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Jacksonville Icemen. They're also in Florida. The Kansas City Mavericks. They're in Missouri. Then you have the Orlando Solar Bears. They're obviously in Orlando, Florida. The Rapid City Rush. They're in South Dakota. The South Carolina Stingrays are obviously in South Carolina. The Tulsa... Well, I'll get to that team later. The Utah Grizzlies. They're in West Valley City, Utah. The Wheeling Nailers. Yes, there's a team called the Nailers. Thank you very much, Paul Bissonette. They're in Wheeling, West Virginia. And you have the Wichita Thunder. They play in Wichita, Kansas. Hmm. So that's pretty much... Just those teams. What what do they have in common? Hmm. I'll let you guys figure that one out. I'm not going to outright say it. But you have three teams in Florida, two teams in South Carolina. You have Texas, Missouri, West Virginia. Oh, and by the way, the Tulsa Oilers. That's the other team. The Tulsa Oilers, whose NHL affiliate is the Anaheim Ducks and whose AHL affiliate is is the San Diego Gulls. So what does that mean for some of these new Ducks prospects that are coming around? They will have the option to play in Tulsa beginning on December 11th. So a lot of these guys that are later round draft picks or some of these guys that have played in San Diego, they're going to play in Tulsa. They're going to start in a couple of months. So you're going to see probably Hawk and Paul go out there. You're probably going to see a bunch of other former San Diego goals go out there, they're going to get their conditioning. They're going to get their real plane going. Here's a quote from the ECHL commissioner. It's a long one, so buckle up. Quote, The ECHL is excited to be able to confirm the beginning of the 2020-21 season by working with our local health officials and the PHPA to develop protocols for the safe return of our players, fans, and employees. The ECHL is getting back to hockey as we all work together to bring live entertainment back to our communities. Our ECHL members have been looking forward to getting back on the ice since March 16th. 
and providing the fans with exciting hockey in a safe environment. I would like to thank Ryan Creelin, the ECHL Board of Governors, and the commitment from our Return to Play committee, including Jake Flagel, Josh Holmstrom, Stephen Coniso, Justin Taylor, and Riley Weslowski. End quote. The regular season is going to conclude June 6th, 2021, and we're going to have playoffs beginning in June and going into August. So that's what's going on for the ECHL this upcoming season. So now that the ECHL actually has something going, can the AHL and the NHL be far behind? Only time will tell, to be honest. And frankly, this, to some news outlets, this seems reckless to start playing this early when we still have a pandemic going on. And there are news media out there saying, what are you guys doing out there in Florida? What are you doing in South Carolina? You can't have all these fans coming in when there's still a pandemic going on. What's going to happen? Well, again, I'll let you guys figure out what you think is going to happen. Do you think this is a good idea? Should the ECHL be returning? Let me know. Uh, Send me your thoughts. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if you think this is a great idea or if this is a disaster waiting to happen. I think Ducks fans are excited to at least see some of their players playing and keeping up their conditioning just so they're still in good hockey shape. And the plan is still to return in January 2021. The Atlanta Gladiators, they're at least out. It's sounding like, from what I've been hearing in the background, the Newfoundland Growlers, they might not be playing this season as well because of their country restrictions. So that very likely could be two teams that are out. Same with the Brampton Beast out in Brampton, Ontario. Their rates have been rising. They might not play this season either. So can you imagine being a league where you're defending champion from 2019? They had to stop their season short, so the ECHL never finished. Yeah, they never did. So technically, the Growlers are still the defending champion, and the defending champion might not play this season? Boy, that is that is some kind of look for that league, I'll tell you what. We're going to head into the first intermission, and I'm going to give you some information Uh, There is construction still going on, so I have to find these little windows to be able to record without loud banging and jackhammering in the background. So a lot of the shows this week are going to be shorter shows. The only reason this one is a little bit longer is because I recorded this on Sunday. We have Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. He's going to tell us all about how the Lightning are doing and tell Ducks fans How excited they should be that they picked up Kevin Shattenkirk from Tampa Bay. Ducks fans, you should be thrilled that Shattenkirk is coming to the Ducks at a reasonable price. Yeah, a lot of good things to look forward to. So, yeah, there will be shorter shows this week because of ongoing construction. Hopefully, episodes will get up in a timely manner every day this week. I plan to do at least four shows, maybe five shows this week. So, only time will tell for that. And also... Don't forget that it is off-season time now. So we're going to have Jeopardy coming back this month. And at some point, either this month or early next month, we're going to have the Tournament of Champions for Locked on Hockey Jeopardy. So be on the lookout for that. All right, let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar or my favorite protein bar. 
and that is Built Bar because they are back and better than ever and for a very limited time. There is a special flavor out for Built Bar right now and that is Strawberry. This is a limited time flavor where part of the proceeds will help benefit breast cancer awareness. So be sure to check out BuiltBar.com. Try the new Strawberry Built Bar and try the other Built Bar flavors like Cookies and Cream and Double Chocolate Mousse. They're all available at BuiltBar.com. If you enter promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order of Built Bar. So once again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, and save 20% off your next order. And try this protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is delicious, folks. Trust me on this. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. Hmm, so good. Just to get a little personal here, I went hiking up Mount Baldy again. For those of you SoCal people, that's that huge 10,000 foot mountain just north of the Inland Empire. So it's a big, tall mountain, 10,000 feet. Friday was the first day that the forest was open. I had my built go on me. I had my built bar. I had my built boost on me. You know what? That helped me get to the top of the mountain. And it'll help you guys too. Yeah, this is a long ad for built bar. But trust me, it, it's really good, folks. Coming up after the first intermission, Adam Denker joins us. Stay locked in. Hi, folks. Jason Hernandez here from Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And a healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. If you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you Real medicine with free two-day shipping. Getting started is very simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Just go to GetRoman.com to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash locked on. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Or I'm gonna have fun here. T-L-O-P-N or Tlopin. I'm joined by the happiest host on the Locked On NHL Network. He's the host of Locked On Lightning, and it's Adam Denker. Adam, how thrilled are you this summer slash fall, knowing that your team won it all? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and it still feels like they won last night. Uh, I, I mean, you know, the it, the, the hype has kind of died down, which I, I take, and I'm sure some Lightning fans could agree with me, as a sign of disrespect, I feel like they're not really hyping it up as they would in years past, maybe because some people feel that there should be an asterisk next to the Stanley Cup. But guess what? You know what? A cup is a cup, and this team really took the celebration up to another level. Um, they have definitely partied higher 
on they've taken in their celebrations up to another level where I haven't seen since maybe uh Alexander Ovechkin in the, in the Capitals out in Vegas but uh some of the ways they did it was very interesting like Braden Cobert to jumping into the river to to Alex Kalorna and a ski do with the cup uh, I and that kind of reminded me of what I think and maybe you would remember better when the Ducks won it back in the day, I believe one of the players went to Disney and put <laughs> went inside of a, a submarine with it. So I remember this. So this was one of the younger players. I think it may have been Getzloff who took the cup into the submarine ride at Disneyland and actually brought it in there for the entirety of the ride. They also brought it on other rides at Disneyland and they had a whole parade and everything. It was a fun time. And yeah. I still had my Disney pass back then, so mm-hmm. of course I saw it. That's 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 insane. Um, I uh, I a friend of me, a friend of mine, uh, spoke, uh, reached out to me and said that um, a friend of his was in a bar down in Tampa, and Nikita Kucherov walked into the bar with the with the Stanley Cup, and you know he was <laughs> hanging out with everybody like it was his regular hangout spot with the Stanley Cup, and you know inside this little like honky tonk bar. But uh, you know what? It's been I, – I didn't expect anything less from how this team, all the personalities that they have. You know, Patrick Maroon. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the picture by now of <laughs> what kind of condition he was in at the celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm sure a lot of teams were trying to maybe get in on the Patrick Maroon magic and trying to bring the, brig, the big rig back to their city. But um, you know what? We got him back, and maybe uh, we'll, we'll possibly win another one in a row. Who knows? We'll have to see. You mentioned Ovechkin. He went on a pretty much one-month bender when he oh, celebrated winning the Cup. And can you imagine the bender that Steven Stamkos is going to go on? Because he's been waiting a long time for this. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody, and I've said it on my show numerous times, if there's anybody that really deserves this Cup more, it's Steven Stamkos. Just mm-hmm. through everything that he's been through um, throughout his entire career, injury-wise, uh, and then especially to have that kind of funny that we mentioned disney disney-esque kind of sports movie moment where he only plays about a little under three minutes and scores a goal and mind you it was mm-hmm. like it probably would have been goal of the night uh yeah if it was a regular season so just uh for him to win a cup and for him to be on the ice in full pads um after the game after they clinch it was just something really special and it, the story behind that was that he said that he didn't suit up in full pads until maybe a little under three and a half minutes because he didn't want to jinx the stars coming back and winning the game. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean him, he's been, it, I I can't even, I I would be sitting here all day if I told you, you know, all the reasons why he deserves this other than his tough injury history. But I mean, talk about benders, Nikita Kucherov. I would be shocked (laughs) if he comes into training camp in shape, just at the pace. Yeah, really. Uh, (laughs) No one would blame him. No, nobody would blame him at all. And um, if you know, even they brought the uh, the the cup to uh, the Buccaneers game the other the other day, and they were they were eating popcorn out of it, and you know it was it was good. They were hanging out with Tom Brady's wife, so you know they were having a good time. And you know what, they have to because you know at the same time, you know you worry about them not being in shape for camp. But guess what? You know we we're not entirely sure if January first is going to be a real thing by the time yeah, it rolls we'll around. See. So. Might as well take care, take advantage of all this time while you have it. I mean, I even mentioned on my personal Twitter, and I admitted this. It was awesome seeing Stamkos raise the cup with everything that he's been through. 
and since you're a New York guy, you'd appreciate this. I likened this to Willis Reed of the 1970 NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Willis Reed goes out for a few minutes, puts up two shots, scores four points. That inspires the Knicks to win the title that year. Yeah. And same with Stamkos. Three minutes, one goal. That inspired that team. They were lifted like nothing I'd seen in a long time. Yeah. So- I, I Yeah, it was, it was really one of those things where um, at that point in the series, it was really both teams were kind of neck and neck. No team really had any real control of the series just yet, regardless of who was up in the series. But um, I think when we look back on this series in maybe a couple of years or so, we'll probably all agree that uh, Steven Stamkos coming in and playing, even if he didn't score a goal, just him being in the game and having a presence uh, during the game with his teammates. I think that that was what we'll look back on as the moment where the lightning really took hold of the series. Yeah. All right. So let's get down to business. So the actual reason that I have you on, I mean, we could talk about the lightning and how well they've done all day. And you've certainly done that on your show, mm-hmm. but let's talk about why I actually have you on. The lightning had a very, very good defenseman on their team that ducks fans are kind of shocked that they ended up getting for the price they did. And that is Kevin Shattenkirk. What can you tell us about the role that Shattenkirk played with the Lightning this past year, his role with the playoffs. Let's talk about Shattenkirk, the player that he is. Shattenkirk added an element that the Lightning were kind of missing. Um, They, I mean, you've seen some of that offensive output, obviously famously from guys like Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, the list goes on of how Mm -hmm. deadly, how deadly this attack is for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But to have that for a defenseman who, you know, can score in the way he does. And, and I'm not saying he's like, like the next Bobby Orr, but I mean, Shaddy does put up great numbers um, in 70 games this year. He had eight goals, 34 points. Now that might not seem like a big deal, but especially uh, maybe when you're playing against certain lockdown defensive style teams, for example, the lightning had to go up against the Islanders and the stars, Kevin Shattenkirk really coming up big in those games um, in those series, really putting in, um, you know, his offensive output and his contribution was really one of the things that really helped this team uh, on their way to to winning the Cup. And that's really something that Ducks fans should be excited about. Um, he is 31, so he's not exactly young, but he's not exactly old. So you're still getting him in the prime of his career. Uh, and he, like I just said a few moments ago, he's very, very solid on the defensive side of things. So even if he's not scoring points, he's still going to play very good defense for you. I had this written down, and this was from the previous show that I'd done talking about Kevin Shattenkirk. So there's a bit of a Mighty Ducks connection with Shattenkirk in that he's the fifth player in Stanley Cup final history, or sorry, the fifth defenseman in final history to score a game-winning overtime goal. And there's a couple other names on this list. Uh, Alec Martinez on this list from the Kings. The first guy to do it was a Mighty Duck, Mm. Ruslan Saleh was the first guy to do that back in 2003 against the devils. Okay. That's, I did not know that. Wow. That's, that's, I, I really would have thought that maybe would have gone back a little farther, but that shows you how, how far the game has come in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, certain roles being played by certain positions. But yeah, Shattenkirk is one of those guys where, um, like I said, he's really he's really going to help you out on the offside of things, and he you're really, especially for this young Ducks team, um, you're going to be getting a leader, and y- you know that's something, especially when you have a young team, 
uh, you're you're going to need those guys. So you're not only you're not only paying uh, three three and change a year for for him to be on the ice, but for but for as well as what he does off the ice. Yeah, he'll be back there with probably Cam Fowler most likely in that core. Uh, once again, that was a three year under twelve million signing, so he got three point nine AAV per season, and we have the New York Rangers. We both have the Rangers to think yeah. because. Once he got bought out by the Rangers, that opened it up for him to go to Tampa Bay yeah. and now opens it up for him to go to Anaheim and New York is still paying him. I think one and I think 1.3, 1.4 million per season mm-hmm. for the next three, four years. Yeah. So, you know, the one thing that was good about that is that he, you kind of, you're kind of getting so, some sort of a discount considering with that little stipulation with him still being paid by New York. So, um, but like, you know, he's, like I said, he's going to be a very solid player. Um, just sad to see him go after everything that he's done for this franchise and his very short tenure with the lightning, but uh, you know what guy deserves to be paid. And unfortunately the lightning didn't have the cap space to do that this year. Yeah, um, weren't they going to be over cap space? Um, you could talk about that for a hot minute if you want. But yeah, if I remember uh, correctly, they were going to be above it because it's a flat cap. Right. Yeah, and then obviously with everything going on, and then the flat cap, flat cap coming out, um, it really has put Tampa in a really tough situation. Um, you're already seeing certain players, Kevin Shattenkirk included from this team, going elsewhere. Zach Bogosian going to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Looks like Tyler Johnson's out the door right now. They don't have a deal in place as of the moment, but um, I would expect Tyler Johnson to be moved within the next week or so. Um, and then if they still can't get under the cap or, you know, whatever the case may be, we might have to be start talking about Alex Kalorn might be leaving. Um, and that's the thing that's tough about this whole situation especially after winning a cup, you you want to keep the team that got you there together. But unfortunately, with everything going on, um, that's not really the case. But you know what? Um, they, they do have enough depth in this team to where it's not going to be that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it's more of a sentimental side is that, you know, these guys, even in their short tenure with the team, um, you know, you really want to see them stick around for for longer than obviously than a year. Yeah, but the Lightning still have a very good defensive core led by yes. uh, McDonough and Victor. He- Victor. We haven't talked about Victor Hedman. Oh, yeah. He won the con Smythe for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. Um, you know, some people kind of thought that was a little bit of a surprise and Braden Point got the snub. Well, um, if you look at it this mm. way, if if you if you really want to hear the clear cut case on why Victor Hedman in the long run did deserve yes, the please. con Smythe, it's because in those games that Braden point missed, yes, the lightning lost those games, but the reason why the lightning were able to, you know, those games were sort of a learning experience for this team. They were learning how to play without their number one guy. And that was Braden point because there was, there was a time where we weren't exactly sure how long this injury, this undisclosed injury was going to keep Braden point out. So, you know, if Braden points out, now you're talking about really Nikita Kucherov and Victor Hedman on your top guys. And in those games that Braden Point missed, um, Victor Hedman was the guy. Um, I believe one of the games he met, one of the games that in which Point was out, I believe Victor Hedman scored two goals, and those were the only goals that the Lightning scored that night. And it, yep. and especially with Stamkos being out, 
and him being your captain. So, you know, that's another big blow to the team. So Victor Hedman, you could see it on the ice between every whistle and even when he was on the bench, he was the guy. I mean, he was wearing the invisible C the entire time. So um, if if anyone had a big, big if, – if, if you had to name a reason as to why the Lightning won this – the cup, it was obviously Victor Hedman's leadership, and that's why he won the Conn Smythe. And yeah, I know the cut it would be a little bit of a sexier thing to to maybe have Braden Point one, but um like I said, with without Victor Hedman, um, especially in those games and going forward, um, we might have had a different out, out you know, a different result in all of this. And finally, one more thing I wanted to ask. You've seen the Ducks play earlier this season, so you know some of their defensive guys. You have three main guys, Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, all all-star caliber defensemen. Who do you see him matching up, pairing up with the best out of those three guys, Manson, Lindholm, Fowler? I, when I went to go see them and I saw them play against the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden, and the one guy, now I wasn't expecting to really you know have anybody stick out to me um i really went there mainly to watch uh gibson play in that and of course i got ryan miller instead but the guy (laughs) that really the 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 two guys that really stuck out to me were were linholm and and cam fowler i think either of those two would probably be a good match with him but if i had to probably name one it would probably be cam fowler um cam fowler and chat and kirk just have they they have some sort of a similar style in which they play. Um, I wouldn't say they're identical, but they, you know, they do have some sort of a a, a similar style, um, and that would be a good you know kind of pairing there. Obviously, it, it all it'll come down to chemistry. So you know that's one of the things that the 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 Ducks coaching staff will have to figure out going into training camp. Yeah, looking at the roster right when the trade happened, I would tend to agree that maybe Fowler might be the better choice to pair him up with because Manson and Lindholm, I thought, would have something really good together on the back end. And you think about the power play that they have, it is possible they could use both Fowler and Shattenkirk on the power play. They typically don't do that. They typically go 1-4. Mm-hmm. But as far as... Actually, did they use Shats much? Yes. Um, most times... Well, during the season, it's funny. Um, usually. I believe Shat was on the second power play and he would be running okay. the power play. And then once we got into the playoffs, that's when you saw kind of the emergence of Mikhail Sergachev and then he started to run the power play. So um, that's hmm. maybe, yeah, which was very interesting to see. Part of it was because I believe Shat and Kirk missed the first couple of games of the round robin. So maybe that was part of the reason. And then Sergachev kind of had his moment and then they decided to stay with it. Um, that could have been a reason, but I had no issues with Shattenkirk on the power play this year. Um, he, I mean, he's your ideal quarterback out there on the blue line. So I would have no issue with him. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll I'll tell you why in a second, but go ahead. Yeah. He's, I mean, if, if you don't have Victor Hedman out there and if you didn't, you know, before the whole Sergachev thing, we're expecting, uh, Shattenkirk to be on the first line power play. To, to run things out. That's funny you mentioned that so much because this goes back to the draft where the Ducks just drafted Jamie Drysdale yes. from that defenseman who is a quarterbacking type power play guy himself. Yes. So maybe that's someone that you could compare Jamie Drysdale to with Shattenkirk. Yeah, someone he's could... definitely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Chris Massilli and I on our post draft show, we, you know, we've we've done a ton of homework with all these prospects coming out, and yeah, uh, Jamie Drysdale was the one guy that really really impressed us. Um, and I actually Chris thought that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, just off the top of my head, I think uh, Sanderson was taken before Drysdale. Yeah, he was, and and he Chris actually preferred that. You know, if he was the GM in that situation, he would have taken Drysdale before Sanderson. So and would I. That, and yeah, I mean, I think that in this situation, I think, you know, like I kind of echo what I said before about Shattenkirk being a very good leader. Um, this is also a very good opportunity for Jamie Drysdale to basically pick Shattenkirk's brain. And, you know, you, you never know. You could see these two. I don't know what the kind of what what the Ducks plans are for Jamie Drysdale, if they're going to decide to have him. um up at the NHL level to start the season, but to have Shattenkirk kind of mentoring Jamie Drysdale, um, if I w- if I was a Ducks fan, I would be really excited just about that that whole possibility. If that's the case, if he can mentor him very well and lead him to a good career, then it is well worth the three point nine AAV. Yes, that they're getting out of him. Yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's a good spot to end. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks once again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And that gives Ducks fans something to really look forward to as far as having Shattenkirk on the team. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, he's he's going to do really good things out there in Anaheim. Um, and uh, him being a New, a New York kid, I, I definitely think he's going to very much enjoy the weather out there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I totally forgot, like just going into this, that you guys had Jamie Drysdale. So I, I think that's going to be like a total interesting. Did do you, have you heard anything about what their plans are for him? So here's what I've heard thus far is that they want to bring him up possibly with San Diego. If there is an AHL season this year, we still don't know that for sure. Right. I know Zegris is going to pro- probably have the same thing the other young guy the ducks have a lot of young up-and-coming guys that's amazing Zegers is incredible Zegers, oh I my love god Zegers. um and another guy that i saw play in new york that really impressed me was sunny milano i love yep. and 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 ricard Raquel too uh those two guys are absolutely electric that was probably uh, one of my favorite games to cover this season was at the pond seeing sunny milano score two goals in his ducks debut the one in the first and the game winning goal in overtime. So they love him down here. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys have a very, very it's good young. team. I, it's young. It's very. Yeah. That's the only thing you guys are young. And so if you could get maybe a couple of veterans, um, I don't know what your cap situation yeah, is. That's and one. Shattenkirk might be the ideal veteran in this case. Yeah. Um, if you guys could somehow swing a Taylor Hall, oh man, you guys yeah, could right. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody right now, everything I've heard through the grapevine, he he's trying to play it cool. He has no idea where he's going. Yeah, he really um, and it's and it's and it's not even about money at this point. Mm-hmm. Um the only kind of thing that's been floated around that I've heard that he is sort of leaning towards is going back to Edmonton, but he does, he wants to be the guy though, which obviously yeah. you're not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, and then I heard something about Columbus, but he also wants kind of like the market too, um, to where he could be the guy. Right. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Well, thanks again for coming on. Where hey, can thanks for the, having me. Where can the fine folks find you on the socials? Where can they find your show? 
Uh, they could find my show at LO underscore lightning on Twitter. And then they could also find me where I tweet not just about hockey, but pretty much anything that's going on on planet Earth at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want to hear more about, you know, I'll be I'll be discussing Shattenkirk's uh, departure on Monday's show. So go ahead. And if you want to go listen to that, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, what I thought, especially from the season that I very much liked from him. Um, and if you just want to listen to, you know, Locked on Lightning, please like and subscribe. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And I'm also available on Thursdays as of right now uh, on the Locked on NHL sh- national show. So go ahead and like and subscribe to that with my co-hosts of Locked on Avalanche, Chris Masilli. Yeah. Um, the guy, everyone on Locked on NHL does a fantastic job. And I love listening to the national show. It's fantastic. And once again, congrats on winning the Stanley Cup. And folks, Thank you make, very sure, much. make sure to listen to the Locked On Stanley Stanley Cup Champs podcast. <laughs> you Thank changed you. that name right away, didn't you? Oh, I I had it, I think, about the last minute. I had I had it sort of changed and I just left it there. I didn't I didn't officially save the the uh the changes until maybe like after the game. Um, Cause, and then I totally forgot about it when I have to, when I had to sit down and record post game. And then I realized, Oh man, I for, you know, I have to do this. So yeah, I was ready. I was locked and loaded and ready to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to end. You can find yep. my show here. If you're hearing this show now, congratulations. You're awesome. Uh, you can follow this podcast at L O underscore ducks or follow my personal Twitter at Stimpy JD where I talk about hockey, baseball, basketball, because, hey, Lakers are in it, Doys are in it, and hopefully congrats to the Lakers on winning the title. I hope. Cross your fingers. And I talk game shows, too, because I've been on more than a couple. Mm. And that's a, yeah, that's a thing that's possibly happening again. Who knows? And what else? Oh, yeah, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Thanks to those of you that have been listening. And if you want to drop me a line, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. So, Adam, once again, thanks so much. Thank you, Jason. Thanks and for I'm having gonna, me. I'm going to have you close out the show with me today. We're going to have a little fun here. For myself and Adam Denker, this is Jason Hernandez saying have a great rest of the week. Be kind to one another. Stay safe. And ducks fly together. So what we do here, if I have a guest, they quack with me at the end of the show. A <laughs> la <laughs> the mighty ducks. So this is where we get to quack a little bit. Quack. 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 Quack.